0: Welcome back to another episode of Speak Now Pro Wrestling with myself, Denise Salcedo, but I am not alone because once again, we got Righteous Reg in the house and we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite, the go-home show for the last and final Dynamite heading into Forbidden Door. And when I tell you that this episode was jam-packed, it Mm. is, my friends, Mm. jam-packed. Reg, how did you feel overall about today's show? did this feel like a go-home
1: show this did feel like a go-home show for the first couple 30 minutes i was like i don't really know how i'm feeling about this show but then they really kicked it into high gear they started letting us know everything that's about to be happening this weekend at forbidden door and on their shows leading into forbidden door they jammed so much into this we got so much to talk about denise it's insane
0: It stresses me out sometimes. I'm like, ah, we got the Owen Hart (laughs) Cup tournament. We got Forbidden Uh, Door. We got Collision. We got everything that happened on Dynamite today. There's still all these possibilities of what's going to happen. I mean, there's just so much uh, that we're going to go ahead and get into. But before we do, just a heads up to everybody. Uh, Please, if you can, if you want, you are more than welcome to send in any super chats throughout this entire stream. Uh, It really helps us out a whole lot. Not only does it keep me funded here on this channel because I I am self-funded, but also it keeps me um, being able to pay guests that I have on the show. Uh, That includes Reg here for today. So, please, guys, uh, they really do help us out a whole lot, and. We're going to get them going, but we do have one from last week, Reg, that uh, someone sent in and I didn't get a chance to read uh, mm. in the mid- in the middle of all the madness. So I want to uh, kick things off with our first super chat from Chris Ludeck, who says, that's true. I love living in California. I live in Irvine and I'm moving to Century City or some other nice area of LA and I'm pumped. Thank you so much to Chris Ludeck. Uh, for those of you who do not know, we are the California co- uh, co- connection here. Connection.
1: That's it double c's out here it's california the best state in the world whatever you guys
0: you know and we got another super chat here from antonio morales (laughs) who says hey denise long time watcher first time super chatter just wanted to say dynamite was a lot of fun and i got to meet will washington super nice guy
1: (laughs) wow i think we know him denise yeah
0: Kind of, I kind of know him, just a little bit, just a little bit. But uh, Antonio, thank you so much for being a viewer and a first-time Super Chatter. It's seriously really, really appreciated, so thank you so much, Antonio. And happy you got to meet our good friend, Will Washington, Mm -hmm. as well. So I kind of want to start things off with, like I said, there's so much on today's show that I want to start off with the news that kind of had a lot of people talking today. And the Twitter news for the day was... CM Punk and Kenta that was something that was talked about throughout the entire day uh I want to start there Reg what did you make of this because you were the you were one you you said it here on the show that you Mm -hmm. wanted to see CM Punk versus Kenta when the report came out everybody was like oh it's gonna happen and -hmm. turns out it's not happening it's
1: not happening at all yeah very shocking because uh it it felt like This match, I said on the show, has been being built for a long years and years and years since WWE, since Punk first started hitting the go to sleep. Kenta was always saying, that's my move. We got to do this. We got to pay for this. We got to pay this off. And we thought this was the moment it was being set up. Kenta was still working on Twitter, it felt like, towards the match. Everything felt like it was a go. And then we get this report that it's not a go at all and uh, all participating. People are not wanting to participate in this match. So that was like, damn, that's a bummer. And then, of course, on Dynamite today, they announced that a part of the Owen Cup, CM Punk's going to be taking on Kojima this weekend at Forbidden Door, a match that we can probably assume would have been the Kenta match. And now it's like... Wow, really wanted that Kenta match. I wonder what happened there. I'm very confused as to why we're not getting this match. Denise, what the hell happened?
0: I know, right? It was it almost felt like like you said everything had sort of fallen into place, but let's talk about this and I know that this is going to be like kind of weaved in and weaved out, but yeah. as part of the Owen Hart Cup tournament, we are going to be getting cm Punk versus Satoshi Kojima, and there's a lot that I want to start off with this one here. I think First and foremost, like in regards to this matchup being made, mm. I really think that because, you know, Kojima, I feel like he can really still uh, go and have this really good match with CM Punk to the point where I'm kind of actually like, I know the story was more so there with Kenta and people wanting to see this match. But I think in terms of the caliber of the match that we're going to get, I think this one here is actually a better option.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see why that would be more appealing to people because a lot of people weren't really 100% in on the Kenta match due to Kenta's injuries and things of that nature. I thought it was going to be cool, but this match is going to be cool. And Denise, it'll be the first one-on-one match we see of CM Punk coming back. We know we got one more match of him uh, coming this Saturday on Collision but this is going to be our first time seeing CM Punk one-on-one a Japanese legend they th- this has the makings to be a really fun match and I'm good I'm interested to see how CM Punk works out there to see how he is one-on-one to see how he is in Canada because Canada is not going to be happy and he's in the same building as I think Kenny Omega is going to be there possibly I heard possibly in a main event The Young Bucks are going to be there in a match too. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And like
0: even today so and that was also part of something that was talked about a whole lot because it was you know revealed that what you saw today from the elite on dynamite were all pre taped so they weren't actually in the building at the exact same time as CM Punk and so does like how does that like make you feel like does it make you wonder like what is going on are they ever going to be able to be in the same building together I mean clearly they're going to have to it's it's Mm -hmm. like unavoidable at this point and but we didn't get it here today So, like, what do you make of that?
1: Uh, I was, I mean, we all have been wondering Since they announced Collision And they, we were like, are they going to be able to keep these people separate? No, immediately we're going to see what it's going to be like In a room with, uh, not in a room, but in a building Where all these people are, uh, you know, coexisting In the same thing for the same good honor Of trying to have this great pay-per-view So, I don't know, I hope everything goes well I'm pretty sure that it'll be fine They'll probably keep these people separate But it could potentially lead to, you know, maybe some meetings, maybe they get things together. This is me, you know, just trying to be a happy wrestling fan. There's so many crazy possibilities that are going to come out of this show. It really is the forbidden door. They're knocking down all kinds of things. There's all kinds of people we never expected to be in these places. So. Well, Sunday's gonna be super, super interesting.
0: Reg, how dare you? How dare you try to be a happy wrestling fan? What's wrong with you, Reg? You're not allowed to be that. I know,
1: I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm angry. This is stupid. You're all dumb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got tons of super chats in here. We got one from Grapple Geekery who says, the trios OC and Shibata versus CSJ and Garcia and the TBS matches were great. The opening Mm -hmm. bra and concession match were random as hell though. We will talk about those in a second. We got another one here from Danny Padilla, who says, let's go Rainmaker. Too bad we didn't get Brian and uh, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. last year, but hopefully Wembley, fingers crossed. Yes. Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, no opinions from me until after Forbidden Door, just here to support my favorite content creator. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho for that. James Hammond says, Don Kellis making a family similar to Bobby Heenan. Mm interesting mm-hmm. stuff there okay so i want to keep the topic right now with sam punk here for a second yeah. and then kind of diverge into what else is going to lead to so as we mentioned this match that he's having with kojima at forbidden door is also part of the owen Hart cup tournament right. so i want to start here we officially mm. got the bracket and sam punk <laughs> is in it I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. What was your reaction to the fact that he's even in the actual tournament?
1: Yeah, that part shocked me because, you know, we've been hearing about the the Owen Hart Cup and what's going to happen, but we never thought that CM Punk could be a part of this. and. That leads me to wonder, like, if CM Punk wins, how does that happen? Because last year when Adam Cole won, like, and Britt won, it was just like, here's these belts. And then we never kind of really heard about it again. Is it going to have a little bit of extra prestige if CM Punk happens to win this tournament? It's like the most intriguing part, I think, of the brackets being announced. 1000%.
0: 1000%. So here's where I'm at. Okay, because you can mm-hmm. go one or two ways here. So you mentioned yeah. the first one being if CM Punk wins the, the Owen Hart Cup tournament, that one right. in itself would be interesting, because think about it this way. Mm-hmm. If you have a tournament, if you have a, you know, this Owen Hart Cup that people yeah. like the first winner, Adam Cole, won, and then the second winner being CM Punk. That tells me we ain't got no mid carders winning this. This no, is top this tier, is dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So with that being said, yes, like you said, it does add that prestige to the actual tournament. And so I would really wouldn't mind if they had CM Punk win this just to keep the prestige, like feeling like it means even more, right? Right. But the other option is. If they have Sam Punk lose, this could also be a pro and I'll tell you why because looking at the bracket and I'm going to pull this up one more time for everybody to see here. My prediction is that whoever wins and let's say it's not Sam Punk. Let's just say it happens to be I don't know in the final Sam Punk versus Ricky Starks because looking at that bracket that feels like the biggest possibility but Think about the rub that, you know, somebody like Ricky Starks would be getting from CM Punk being in the finals with him. So I can see it both ways where CM Punk wins, continues to add to to the prestige of the tournament or gives the rub to this guy, Ricky Starks, who has clearly been on the verge of things. And so I can see it going either way.
1: Yeah, that, Is a great thing because on on the other side of that, my big homie powerhouse Hobbs is also uh, wrestling on the other side of that, and he could also get a potential rub. I think you know CM Punk being in this tournament just off Rip just adds so much prestige to it. it. It just makes it a little bit more interesting. And you know if he does, and you know we haven't even talked about his other half of the bracket, Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe. First of all, is an amazing match. That's crazy. Something that we never thought we'd see for a while. And uh, that match is going to be great. But the winner of that, you know, potentially CM Punk and Roderick Strong is like, yo, like, what? That's crazy. How's that happening? And if Samoa Joe gets the win, then we get a one-on-one Samoa Joe and CM Punk match. We saw that little bit of that during Collision this week, how hot it was. Imagine a full match of that. There's just so much that can come out of this. Great brackets. A lot of really interesting, talented wrestlers in this. Denisa, uh, I saw some people online being upset because there's no Canadians In this, and it's an (laughs) Owen Hart tournament, but I'm like, who would Canadian who could what? I don't, how do you feel about it?
0: I mean, they have a point, right? I mean, I can see why they would be upset by that. Mm. I guess because I I know this is going to sound really wrong, but I guess my brain didn't immediately go that direction. Right, yeah. I'm clearly not Canadian. I'm not Canadian,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) So I feel like this isn't my fight, right? Like, this isn't my fight. This Mm isn't my battle to actually go out and be like, there's no Canadians in here. But I definitely see their perspective if they're upset by this. But I do want to get more into this bracket because I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it. And clearly, I do think that on the left side of the bracket, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, like you said, I do think would be the most appealing option. And it would make the most sense because I feel like they can actually do more of a story versus it just being a tournament. Because yes. if it's CM Punk, Roderick Strong, it'll just be like a tournament match. But mm. if you do CM Punk, Samoa Joe, I think that they can just do a bigger story with with them on that side then mm-hmm. I'm looking over on the right hand side I know Dustin Rhodes and powerhouse Hobbs are going to put on a banger of a match I'm clearly expecting to see Hobbs continue with All that right. one Juice Robinson Ricky Starks I'm not too interested in Juice Robinson so I would actually like it to be Hobbs and Starks in that finals mm-hmm. uh, and I'm cool with whoever gets the win there but I do think Starks is probably the, the most the, the, the best option probably
1: uh, maybe be only in thing is is like is punk gonna be fully healed by the time we get there because like this version of punk taking on Ricky Starks doesn't have the super most story to tell I guess they're telling another story with juice and Jay White so Jay White could potentially screw Ricky Starks out of his to get uh, juice in there and then it could be punk and juice in the finals or I don't know something like that punk and Ricky Starks is not the super most uh Interesting match to me coming out of this tournament, but I can see why that
0: here. would interest people, What's but for me, on?
1: I'm
0: like, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to be on my side here uh, with CM Punk and Ricky Starks. The reason I see it is because if you're, t- if you're looking at the trajectory of these guys, right? Mm-hmm they're clearly, you know, doing just a lot more with Starks right now. And so that's why I see it being more so him, but you're right in the sense of the story with the, you know, Bullet Club Gold and Mm -hmm. it being Juice Robinson. I just, I I think because I'm not that big, I'm not really feeling Juice Robinson right now. I think that's why I'm not on board, Mm -hmm. but to your point with powerhouse Hobbs though, because I do love Hobbs, but we've seen the meeting between CM Punk and Hobbs. So it would be kind of like a, Hey, we're back here, mm-hmm. and let's see—you know how much. Further Hobbs he's is bigger, alive.
1: stronger, more intense. He's crazier. He could pull off the win, and we can all be celebrating. Hobbs is winning this tournament, Denise. That's where I'm going. That's where we're landing with this. Let's go, big homie! Pop,
0: Powerhouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we got a couple more super chats here. This one's from Roberto Arsenal, who says Naito has history with Jericho. Please let it be Naito. I oh. do have a feeling that Naito will probably be the. Uh, the mystery person during that is there anybody else
1: um I don't know that that one seems like the the favorite because I think most people wanted a lot of people wanted Naito to be possibly involved with Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy is doing his thing so yeah I want Naito to be on the card in some capacity so I hope it's him
0: he's gotta be (laughs) I'm already practicing Mm -hmm. uh John Deller says a reg likes cinema Every week, Reg. Every week. I
1: can't escape. I can't escape it. It's everywhere. Follow It haunts me. I wake up with dreams like cinema. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Uh John Deller, thank you so much for the super chat. It's much appreciated. Appreciate you, uh okay, so and before we continue on, I still want to keep on the subject of CM Punk here because we need to talk about what went down in terms oh, yeah, of yeah. you know, Miss everything. Here. Everything else before that, so let's rewind to the uh second, sorry, not the second match of the night. What was it? I'm like looking through the card here and I'm like, What match was it on here? Uh, <laughs> but we'll like, Where the hell did it go?
1: It's like, been so much show, thing. I'm like, <laughs> Where was he? <laughs> I remember him coming out. Oh, yeah. after the guns and uh, thank
0: you. After the yeah. guns, I'm like looking yeah. through my thing and I'm like, okay, it was the mm-hmm. opening segment. I'm looking at the Hardys and, Hardys and the guns. There mm-hmm. was a lot that happened on the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got the Hardys versus the guns and we'll talk more about that match in just a second, but we do see uh, the guns get the win with the help of juice Robinson and Jay white. Now, let me tell you here, Reg, at the first portion of this, Mm-hmm. I was kind of pissed off and I was ready to come out here and complain and be a whiner because I was thinking, man, this is really what AEW has planned for Just Jay White?
1: Starting the show, yeah, right? it's kind of crazy. I was yeah, thinking yeah. like,
0: This is kind of BS. I don't care about the guns and bullet club gold. I'm sitting there going, like, this is not what I wanted to see Jay White do in AEW. So that was like my original (laughs) reaction, right? (laughs) (laughs) But then we ended up getting, uh, (laughs) we ended up getting, uh, so Jay White afterwards, you know, uh, him and uh, Juice Robinson, they attack. Uh, The Hardys, right? He Mm -hmm. hits uh, Matt Hardy with a switchblade. After this, we see Ricky Starks come out, Mm -hmm. and he tries to help them out, but he's outnumbered. And afterwards, we see FTR come out. And the second that FTR came out, and they were still, you know, outnumbered with the Bullet Club Gold and the guns, everybody started chanting CM Punk Mm -hmm. because you knew that it was coming, that it was happening. And so CM Punk goes out there, and that is when you get this whole, you know, situation here where CM Punk is, you know, issuing the challenge against the Bullet Club Gold and this match that is then made for Collision. But it wasn't until FTR and CM Punk got involved where I thought, thank God. Right, this is
1: leading to something good, yeah.
0: Yes, (laughs) I want to see Jay White versus CM Punk. Like, that to me is of Mm -hmm. interest.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I thought so too. You know me, I'm not a big Guns fan either. That's where we will always be in agreement until the end of time that I was like, the Guns and the hardies. where is this leading? And then Jay, Juice and Jay White come to save, and I'm like, okay, this might be leading it somewhere. Then FTR comes out, I'm like, okay, this leading somewhere, and the crowd's getting hyped, they're getting hyped. Then Punk comes out, crowd goes insane. They're crazy for CM Punk. Punk makes the big save, you're like, all right, this is good. And then he gets on the mic, talks a little bit of his talk, and announces that this Saturday there's going to be a big match, with CM Punk. It's FTR, it's Ricky Starks, they're taking on the Guns, and uh, the Bang Bang Gang of Juice Juice Robinson and Jay White. (laughs) Big time matchup for the second episode of Collision, Denise. How do you feel about this match, though? We just talked about how we don't care about the Guns at all, but they're involved in this super huge match that we're going to see here. Aside Saturday.
0: from their fashion, because I do like their gear. They're hey, their fashion up. hit
1: today, though. Yeah, yes, I'm not gonna
0: lie. they mm-hmm. did. That was great. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, I'm just have not gotten yet on their bandwagon just yet. And there was people that were like going crazy chanting ass boys. But I yeah. feel it's more so that people like to chant ass boys than anything else. Like who doesn't want to chant ass boys?
1: Yes. And then when they get in the ring and you're like, OK, all right
0: dead in the water. No one cares. People just want to chant ass boys. That Can we it. chant the
1: chant again? Like, I don't want to see this shit. <laughs>
0: Come collision. I don't, I'm not a fan of the guns, right? Come yeah. collision. My ass is going to be chanting ass boys in the yeah, crowd.
1: Of course. Of course. That's how it's going to go. That's how it has to go. And that's how it works for them. And I'm happy for them. Cause like that type of thing will stay over for a long time. Cause people love to chant that. And to shoot them a little bit of bail, as we've been talking on City very recently, I think they are going to do well in this position as the heaters for Jay and Juice, because their shtick is going to work pretty well as Bullet Club members.
0: By the way, I saw that Phil tweeted that he's apparently now a fan of the guns.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Phil.
0: What's going on here? I don't know what's happening. We're all supposed to be in sync here.
1: I thought so. I thought so. I thought we were all in agreement. We're all, this is how we're going there. And then my co-host is just like, nah, I like him. Denise, what am I going to do?
0: I don't know. We got a super chat here from Manuel C. Fuentes. Thank you so much to Manuel for this very generous super chat saying, Hey, Denise, I feel like we could have had a better build to Forbidden Door if Double or Nothing was perhaps moved further back. I feel mm. for a second year in a row, it's a roadblock now, especially okay. since I was there in Vegas and it sucked for my first AEW pay per view. Mm. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad because I look I don't think that double or nothing sucked whatsoever you can't say it sucked when you had that really great battle royal and I don't even like battle royals and that battle royal was great that Mm -hmm. four pillars match was great the energy in the arena was great everything else maybe it was debatable Mm -hmm. whether or not you considered it great right but I do feel bad for Manuel because I know that the crowd was not that hot for anything else. It was only certain moments. And so that probably isn't the best experience for your first AEW pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, I can agree in in that sense. And what he's saying here too, with like the double or nothing kind of being a roadblock, because I kind of even feel that they didn't give double or nothing, the love that they should have given it going into the show. So maybe these two shows right immediately back to back could be a contrast, but like, the way that they set this up throughout the years, it's like, how do you just change it? Like, oh, next year we're going to do our, you know, yearly show on this day. And it, it's just, it's going to get complicated, but I do understand what he's saying here.
0: Well, the other thing that I feel we need to consider here is that Forbidden Door has poses different challenges when it comes yeah. to building towards these yeah, matches real. because you can't necessarily <laughs> the get police. the guys from New Japan over, you know, on a weekly basis, right? Like mm-hmm. you can get a couple here and there, but it's not like mm-hmm. they can you know, do it as easily if you're building up to, to towards double or nothing. So I feel like that may be an issue that we're going to continuously run into when it comes to the build for Forbidden Door, where you know you're only going to get it really like the first, like the two weeks prior to the actual show.
1: Yes, that's a great point to bring up, Denise, and one that I hadn't really thought about in the immediate thing. But that plays such a huge role that people don't understand that, like, they want to have Okada and Tanahashi for four weeks, five weeks to build the show. But sometimes they're like, you guys got one show to to really send this home and then we'll have them after Door. So you got two times to make it happen. And that's how you do it. And we've seen it with like Okada. Like you can't just have Okada whenever you want him. That's Okada. He's the the kingpin of their promotion. So that's something big that they run into. So. A lot of the times when people have been upset about the build, it's because this is the best that they can get.
0: Exactly. And it's so far, I think the builds this week, this week, this year, maybe it's because it's more like recency bias, but I feel like they've done a lot more than they did last year even.
1: Yeah, I agree. This year has been a way better build than last year. And not having so many injured wrestlers like they did last year has played a huge role. But even the things like last week with them sending in the videos, I thought like that was a very strong way to do it. And tonight's episode, so having the actual people there really upped it.
0: I agree. And we got Andrew Cool who sends in a super chat saying um, with Jeff's DUI, he can't be in Canada. I mm-hmm. don't know the details of like where or where he cannot be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I probably won't even I won't say anything about that because I don't want to give like a false uh, answer because I really don't know about that about that in terms of like what he can and cannot do or where he cannot, can or can't go, right? Right. So let's stick with this topic at hand here that we were just discussing and that being the Owen Hart Cup tournament because I want to get into the women's side of things.
1: Mm -hmm. Now,
0: I feel like the women's Owen Hart Cup is a little bit less it's a little bit more challenging to predict. I feel like you it can is. go a lot of directions. So here we go. On the left side, we have Dr. Brett Baker going up against Ruby Soho. Then we have Anna J versus Sky Blue. On the other side of it, we have Nyla Rose versus Willow Nightingale. And then Athena and Billy Starks. Looking at this, immediately based off of like people's reactions on Twitter, everybody was talking about Billy Starks yeah. and her being in this tournament and having a zero-hour match at collision, which is huge. Big uh, deal. Who are you expecting to see in the finals?
1: Uh, the right side of this bracket just like warms my heart. Everybody over here, Nilo, Willow, Athena, and Billy are like, if any one of them four women win, I win. But um, it's honestly so hard to pick because I want the things that Athena has done as the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. I've called her the Ring of Honor uh, MVP for months and months. She's been on an incredible run, one of the best champions in all of wrestling. And any men, women, any, they, anybody, she's number one. So I would like to see her get a great run for this. This will be another great thing to add to how great she's been being. But, you know, Willow also at the same time, incredible run. Been having a great year. The New Japan Strong Women's Champion. That'll be another great accolade to add to them. Uh, Billy Starks being in this tournament is just amazing. 18 years old, just graduated from high school, just moved out of her parents' house. Is like having the, like, I can't even imagine. I don't even know if she dreamed to be in this moment So quickly, she's going to be at Forbidden Door on a huge show in the Zero Hour. It's just like, I can't believe this is happening. Nyla being in there. Nyla's the best. Everybody loves Nyla. I've said so many things. I can't even say any more great things about her so pretty much anybody on this right side i really honestly couldn't pick one because i'm so happy that they're all in this tournament and they're gonna be some great amazing matches on the other side you got ruby you got Britt. you know they're gonna go crazy Anna and blue blue has been like one of the best women's wrestlers they've had this year on every single wrestling show that they present so you know she was gonna be here representing Who's gonna be your pick out of this, Denise? It's pretty tough, like you said. I was this. hoping like I can't that, pick one person.
0: I was hoping that what you said would convince me to lead a certain <laughs> direction. I was I looking for you for guidance here because damn, this one's a hard one. I'm looking at this and I feel like I cannot see Britt Baker not heading into the semifinals mm-hmm. with Anna Jay and Sky Blue it's a toss-up because I feel like they might want to push Sky Blue a little bit more I don't know why that's yeah. just, like my gut feeling then on the other side I definitely think that Willow should defeat Nyla I mm-hmm. do want to see Willow go on and when it comes to Athena and Billy I think it would make more sense to have Athena win just because you know she yeah. you know, she's just a little bit more established so I feel like they would have to have her get the win and Billy Starks is like literally winning like simply by being part of all of She's this mm-hmm. I think Willow and Athena should be the semi-finals and either one of them should go on to face Britt whichever one I'm good with honestly I think mm-hmm. it might have to be Willow though it might have to be Willow it would just make well, a little well. bit more sense if Britt Baker is the one that makes it all the way through
1: because you can't have uh, Britt winning two years in a row. That's crazy.
0: No, you definitely can. But then they should have her go far, too, because, you know, she did win last year. So she, she did win comes in year. with that little extra bit of, like, mm. experience. And mm. you you don't, you, you don't want to have your last year's winner be eliminated, like, right, right. away. Right. So, especially when
1: uh, Adam's not in it. So it's like he's not in it. And then she gets eliminated in the first round. That's going to look crazy.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, Antonio Morales says, Why is Tony Khan making me care about Rampage? Finally, though, right? We're gonna get MJF on Rampage. What
1: big deals, big deals. It's needed though, because everybody thought when Collision came, it was like, It's I said it last week, it's over for Rampage. Enjoy your last Rampage. Nobody's gonna watch this. Then they did a pretty good rating last week, everybody was tuning in for Karen Jarrett and Aubrey Edwards, and Tony Khan did it again. He's like, Actually. Here's some dope matches, but you knew going into Forbidden Door that he was going to load it up just because they have still they're still trying to sell pay-per-views. They're still trying to sell the little bit of tickets that they have left to this show. So they're going to make sure that you're watching everything on the way up to it.
0: Man, all righty. So, I'm, you know, good for that because I was yeah. ready to give up on Rampage. Honestly, I, I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. I wasn't even. Good for them. I was it. not
1: gonna watch that anymore.
0: I was like, thank you, next. Bye.
1: Good for them. I was done with that. It's so funny.
0: I feel. Look, all like I'm gonna be completely honest here. I feel that I held on to Rampage as much as I possibly could. It's hard. And I gave up at the very end. And you do a
1: SmackDown review show too, right? So it's like trying to do that and Rampage is immediately after. It's probably pretty annoying. Once
0: SmackDown got really good, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need Rampage anymore. they not giving me a reason. There was a period Mm -hmm. where it was like Rampage was the only thing that would give us anything to talk about on that Friday post show. And now it's completely opposite. Now SmackDown Mm -hmm. is the thing people care about and want to talk about. That's very entertaining.
1: Right. Interesting. I. I guess that's cool
0: yeah seriously okay so let's press on here and let's continue talking about what on earth happened on the show we do got a couple more super chats to read this one here is from uh, Jake Salazar who says mm. final cry for Naito I hope Naito is thing and Darby's partner if not I hope it's Goldberg <laughs> just for hilarious reasons I Jake- mean
1: <laughs> that might hit honestly <laughs>
0: oh my god you know it's funny it took me a second to be like oh yeah now I know exactly why that would be really damn hilarious
1: yeah exactly Jericho's in there Goldberg hey recipe for disaster sting all kind of stuff you know
0: Christopher Marino sends in a super chat saying either Athena versus sky because ring of Uh honor or Ruby versus Willow because of the history between the outcasts will help Ruby beat. Oh
1: yeah. Some great points are made. They do have that Ruby and Willow thing and they've been building it for a while. And this is a good way for Willow to get the one up on them who have been getting the one up on her for many months now
0: yeah I like it good points made there by Christopher Marino like you mm-hmm. said okay so let's go ahead and move on from here god damn there's so much on today's show so much let's get into this match that I actually really enjoyed it you can call it a match if you want but it was the concession stand brawl and this was Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe what we got was them starting it out during the concessions fighting Mm -hmm. in front of a hot dog stand and we see you know the the spots that you would expect wieners thrown to the face Briscoe just got a handful of wieners and was like bam on Double J's face we see everywhere <laughs> we see him pour mustard all over him, puts him through a table. At one point, uh Sanjay Duck comes in and he tosses off uh freaking Mark Briscoe off of the ladder, throws him down. They finally make their way into the ring, and it is just like freaking melee. Like we get Papa Briscoe who comes out, he ends up getting involved and choke slams Jay Lethal onto the timetable. Then we see him get back in there and clothesline double J. And then afterwards, Karen, who had came out earlier, she was one of the hot dog <laughs> girls, came out and then she low blows Papa Briscoe. And afterwards, we have Satnam Singh come out. And I was thinking, because they hid, they hid, they had Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal all come in, sort of hit it. I was thinking, there's no way they're going to be able to hide Sat- Satnam Singh. How would they be able to hide him? They did it. They had him come out. He looked extra taller than ever. But then finally, because... Mark Briscoe had like literally a million people coming up against him. He finally had some friends that came out to help him out. We saw best friends, Christopher Daniels, the Lucha Brothers, all come out and take out uh, Satnam Singh. But this all leads to Mark Briscoe eventually getting his win here. Uh, How'd you feel about this concession stand brawl?
1: I hated it. And when you described it again, I double hated it. I was like, oh yeah, I remember all the things I hated about it. Denise.
0: It was so fun.
1: Fun. I don't want fun. I want fun on Rampage. If I saw this on Rampage, I'd be like, this is hidden. <laughs> but we're about to get a crazy, amazing pay-per-view this Sunday Forbidden Door. The builds has been great. Why aren't we building to that? Why is this match happening in the middle of this great build? Neither one of, in, nobody in this angle is going to be on the show on Sunday. So what the hell are we doing? We could have saved this for next week. Like, let's just wait until we're done building to this pay-per-view. We're still trying to sell on TV to let Jeff Jarrett have his family fun. I'm all in for you having your family fun, Jarrett. Karen's here, squirting people in the face with hot sauce slash ketchup or something. I don't know what's going on. All kind of stuff is going on. You got Sanjay here. You got your whole crew here. Jay Lethal's here. Everybody's here. I did like Papa Briscoe, Chokeslam, lemon, Jay Lethal to the table, though. That was hilarious. But there's way too much going on on this show when we're trying to have this serious competition. Great. Brian Danielson versus Okada and Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay to prove who the best wrestlers are in the world. But also, here's Jared, Jeff Jarrett doing his thing with his wife didn't like it zero okay. out of ten. Would so not did recommend. you
0: not like it because it just didn't make sense on this show or did you not like it because the contents within it were not entertaining enough or were they were too entertaining
1: context is this show like i said if they would have done this next week i probably would have liked it i'm like okay that's cool but just like it being smack dab in the middle of this crazy amazing show we're trying to build it felt super out of place
0: I got to tell you, I really liked it. I liked it because (laughs) it gave us just, it was fun. It it. was so fun. And it was really messy. (laughs) Like a zillion people were involved in this one matchup here, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. Like to me, it was kind of like this breath of fresh air in the middle of the show. That was like just different from everything else.
1: And I could understand and I see it. There was a lot of fun elements to it, but I just wasn't going for it at this moment, especially after that tag match. You followed the guns up with this shit. I'm like, all right, I might turn this show off. Will Washington, what the hell are you doing? (laughs)
0: Let's just blame Will Washington. Will, what are you doing with this show? (laughs) Why the hell are we getting a concession stand brawl on Wednesday's Dynamite?
1: Will, will you help us? (laughs) (laughs) okay he's gonna block us denise
0: (laughs) i know right imagine but you know it's really funny though here's the thing about will is like let's say we were to say something on the show that would piss off will right Mm -hmm. if i were will and my friends went on here and they said something about the show that i didn't like i would be like well they're not my friends anymore and i would ghost them okay but will I think Will would actually sit down and have a talk with us. Totally. (laughs) Yes. And try to have mm -hmm. communication to see why we feel
1: this way. Why do you guys feel that way? Yeah, totally. He would never ghost us. He wants to get to the bottom of it, solve the problems, and move forward. And that's why we love him. That's why he's our guy.
0: Yeah. So I can definitely see him being like, okay, well, explain to me why. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because the
1: guns suck, Will Washington. Okay. I don't want to see it anymore.
0: But yeah, like, like, Reg, if it were me, if I was in Will's spot, I'd be like, peace, ghosting y'all, bye. Wait we're not it, friends dude. anymore. Stop
1: talking about me on your dumb little podcast. I'm out of here. He
0: would never. <laughs> Going anti wrestling media now. <laughs>
1: <I> mean, <laughs> that
0: would be really hilarious. Okay. What have
1: we done for him? <laughs>
0: We got a super chat here from uh, Lesnar Brock, who says, I really love wrestling and I really love your YouTube show. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for sending this in. That's very nice of you to send in a generous super chat and be very positive. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Lesnar Brock. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, let's move on from here. Uh, We got Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki versus Action Andretti, Darius Martin and A.R. Fox. This was a whole lot of... I thought this one was good. I didn't think it was the best match of the mm-hmm. night by any means. I did think it started off a little slow, picked up towards the end. We got some really good moments, but I wasn't really, we got some okay moments, mm-hmm. but I wasn't necessarily too crazy about this match. We did see Jericho, Sammy, and uh, Suzuki Suzuki win here. Uh, how'd you feel about the match portion of this?
1: I liked it. I thought there was a lot of cool elements with Suzuki and Darius, like, he clocked Darius a couple times, made him wonky on his feet. The stuff that you want, expect from Suzuki, he gave it up. And that's what's interesting about people being like, who are these no-name Japanese guys? The crowd knew exactly who he was. When the song came out, they all sang along. They were calling the murder grandpa. They knew when they were saying you fucked up in spots, knowing that he was about to destroy somebody. This just funny how, like, they think there's this disconnect, but there really isn't because these are smart fans, regardless of what's going on. And then the homies uh, really got to do their thing. AR Fox hit a lot of really dope spots. AR Fox being in there with Suzuki and Jericho is always cool, knowing where he came from. Action Andretti is looking really cool. They played up on the, the Jericho win thing. They played up on that. Um, yeah, but, you know, you're not going to get too much because jericho's not the fastest guy in the world and suzuki does what he does and these other guys are used to swap spots fast 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 fast, and you're not going to get a lot of that semi brought some of that and they played into what's going to happen eventually so i liked it i thought it was good here in this place on the show
0: I like it. I like what you're saying here, because it is kind of like the seesaw of like, here's these guys that can move really fast. And here's these guys that, well, they can't move as fast, but are still really great. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) We got, um, we also got a super chat here from Grapple Geekery, who says you missed me and Jake's chats about the concession brawl. Huh? -huh. Hold on one second, guys. Let me pull these up really quickly. All right, here we go. And uh, Grapple Geekery says, Mm. Okay, I didn't read this one either. Sorry, guys, if I'm a mess here. Uh, Grapple Geekery says the mid-card, the entire women's division, everyone thrown off of dark and elevation, local indie talent. These are all people I want to watch more than team TNA every effing week. Give us a break, TK. <laughs> okay, look, I can't Sorry? argue with this because yes, you do want to see more women's matches, but I also am not gonna come out here and say that the team TNA stuff has been shit or anything like that. Cause I don't think it's been shit.
1: No, most of it has been pretty entertaining. I thought most of the time I don't like it. It's in the same thing as where I think it feels out of place. But it's always some good laugh or something good coming out of every time they do something.
0: And Jake Salazar says, Seahawk had to be jealous of the glizzies being thrown (laughs) at somebody's face. Okay, so (laughs) I need to say something. And it's going to sound really wrong, but I need to paint a setting here. So... (laughs) speaking of hot dogs being thrown Mm. and people the way that they eat their hot dogs so for my bachelorette party last year reg i don't know how many people have seen this be done but there's actually a game that you do where your girlfriends get a piece of the sound really bad this is gonna sound really bad but you get a piece of the wiener right okay yeah you got the wiener Mm -hmm. (laughs) they cut it in half and you the person has to stand there with their mouth open hands Whoa. down and they have to throw the wiener into the mouth like like a basketball right like a really so people and are so, just
1: uh, mouths open taking glizzies to the throat
0: and i had to play that game i had to play the game and i wanted to cry but it was so much fun and i am very proud to admit that the glizzy went in i got it it was good <laughs> I anyway, mean, it wasn't Glizzy. I think it was like Oscar Mayer Wiener. I don't know what the brand was, but my friend got it went really in good. Is crazy. But it was scary <laughs> because depending on how fast or how fast like the person throws it, it could just be like straight up, get your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and when my my other friend did it to my other friend, it got her in the eye, like straight this up freaking like boom right in the eye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if
0: anybody has like a bachelorette Ooh. party coming up. Play the game. It's very, very fun.
1: Yeah, they just get you the hibachi, ta- hibachi table and they just throw glizzies in your mouth. Open wide. That's crazy.
0: That's Here's wild. like, boom, there
1: it is. That's okay. crazy. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Jake Salazar mm. says, I want a refund on my chat." now.
1: <laughs> you know we're going to get to you, Jake.
0: I'll get to you guys. The Don't worry. Glizzies. Just let me Ooh. know here, guys. Let me crazy. know. Uh, we make it work. All right. Mm-hmm. So Redman Survivor says, I think I saw that video. Did I post a video of that? I don't remember if I kept not that private or not. Crazy
1: Goblin. You can't post that, Denise. Take it no, down if you did post it. I know. It. Did I
0: post it? I don't remember <laughs> posting it.
1: You did. You better go find it because that's crazy.
0: It was fun. It was all in yeah, good yeah. fun. It was all in good fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> all right, let's press on from here. And let's go ahead and get into the second portion of this that we didn't talk about mm-hmm. yet. And this includes Chris Jericho calling Sting a whore. Oh, yeah. I'm making this stuff up, guys. So after the match, Renee Paquette interviews Curse Jericho, and she asks him about the moment with Sting and being in the ring together. And Jericho starts saying how it was this monumental moment in pro wrestling history and that everyone was excited about it except him. And then afterwards, we end up getting uh, Sting goes out there. And prior to this, Jericho basically tells them, you claim to be a hero to millions. All you do is show up wherever the highest bidder is. You're a whore. Mm. And so Sting comes out and then this all leads to, they're going to be doing a, um, so Jericho basically issued a challenge to Sting and Darby Allen and a partner, uh, to face uh, Lizuki gods at Forbidden yep. Door. And Sting and Darby Allen said that they would essentially have a partner and Jericho will not find out who that partner is until Forbidden Door. And that's what we were talking about earlier where it seems like this is going to be the spot for Naito on the card. But what'd you make of this entire thing?
1: Um, him calling Sting a whore is just very funny. And I like how Sting came out and was like, I'm trying to get me some more than I had last week. I just want to get in the ring with there. sting was being very sexual, but also very funny at the same time. I was enjoying his little stick. I'm like, look at sting, man. He's trying to beat Chris Jericho up. And uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I'd like to see sting last year. There was a really fun sting match on forbidden door. So I think there's going to be another really fun one this time.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And I really hope that it's Naito. I think that that would be the perfect spot for him. And to get to see that would be really cool. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, we got a super chat here from Grapple Geekery, who says, I love Lethal. Jared is still good. Satnam is fine. as uh, a fine heater. I like Sanjay circa TNA. It's not shit. I just don't want to see them every week. Every I get week. it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Totally. Okay. Yeah. No, don't worry. We, we get it. We get mm-hmm. it. So grapple mm-hmm. geekery. Thank you so much for the super chat. Seriously. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get into the Adam Cole MJF coexisting angle, baby. So, Adam Cole goes out there. And he calls out MJF because he wants his rematch. Of course, MJF mm-hmm. is not going to give him this rematch. So mm-hmm. we are going to be having the uh, Blind Eliminator Tournament. And it turns out that earlier in the day, we had... Uh, Tony Shavani and RJ City do the segment where they get the little spinning wheel thing, and they pull mm. out two names. They never mentioned the two names, no. and later on in the show, it is revealed by Tony Shavani that the two names are Adam Cole and MJF. They are going to have to coexist in this tournament, and then uh, with that not only are we getting that portion of it, but we also got Tanahashi up on the video screen. The Mm. video for some reason didn't seem to be working because it was all glitchy. And I'm like, are they doing this on purpose? Because this doesn't make like, the quality was just not good at all. So I think that was just the way that, it's almost like they shouldn't have probably aired it, but whatever. Yeah. this then basically goes into MJF officially accepting the match with Tanahashi, which we pretty much already knew was going to be happening regardless. Yeah, I they mean, already been promoted. It. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in terms of this coexisting angle, because that's clearly what they're doing here with Adam Cole and MJF, do you love the idea or do you not love the idea?
1: Mm-hmm. Hate it. It's unfortunate. I tweeted about it yesterday. AEW has some of the best tag teams in the world. Like, name them Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, uh, Best Friends. You can name uh, five to 10 more great tag teams that aren't on display enough. They're tag team champions, FTR, that don't like how many times have FTR been in a tag team match defending the belts or even in talking in contention with that. So, okay, yeah. Well, let's put tag team champions back on the the map. We're announcing this thing. Actually, we're going to do a blind eliminator thing where we just put two random people together to further their angle. No, what about the tag teams you have here? Why are you guys playing that? Like, they don't need to be involved in the tag team championships. They have a championship that they're fighting over. Figure out a way for them to do it with that. Why are you guys over here compromising the great tag team division that you have to do this makeshift? Can they coexist? Bullshit. Not interested.
0: So I know the people are going to probably not like me saying this, but I'm just going to be real here. WWE shoved the coexisting stuff down our throats all
1: the way down
0: to the point now where if anybody i don't care what promotion you are does the coexisting thing it was just too much to the point where now i'm like i don't want to see a coexisting angle i hate it i I hate hate it
1: it. yeah no you exactly what you're saying Nice, it's been shoved Down our throat. We've seen it so many times. John Cena burned it to the ground. It was like, here can he coexist? Here he then he wins the tag team championships, and then they don't care about the tag team championships. They burn them or throw them in the trash or whatever. Who cares? I don't want to see it anymore and to see it here and to know how it's going. And it's like the tag team championship shouldn't be involved in this when they're not the main focus. And they're just going to be like, Oh, and say they win. Oh, and now we're the tag team champions, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, MJF already doesn't defend the belt, uh, his belt enough. Why would you give him another belt to not defend enough? There are just so many things I didn't like about it.
0: Right. And here's the thing, like it does have the potential of being good, but it's just that we already know what this is looking like it's going to be. And so that's kind of getting people started off in a, ooh, do I really care about that? Maybe not so much. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of feel along the the same lines of you do that. I'm not really caring about the coexisting angle. Uh, And, you know, clearly, you know, MJF and Adam Cole are totally different personalities, performers, and they might be able to make it work, but people are going to see right through it.
1: Exactly. And I'm sure they'll do promos. They had some funny moments in this where they both yell at Tony Schiavone and then they looked at at each other. Very funny, cool stuff. I'm sure they'll make it work. But it's just like, don't try to devalue the tag team championships to make this, the other title seem more important or whatever they're going for. Yeah,
0: it's like they don't need to do that. They don't need to do that. Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, I'm def, I'm definitely gonna be playing uh Wiener Darts while y'all watch Forbidden Door. <laughs> Thanks for introducing us to That's that crazy. game, Denise.
1: That is crazy.
0: I'm gonna look and see if I posted it. If not, oh I'm gonna God. ask my friend for it, see if she has it, and I'll personally send it to you, Reg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will personally send it to you.
1: I don't know if I should see that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody should see that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna put she, it in uh, behind the paywall.
1: Yeah, seriously, there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Jake Salazar says, Welcome to planet Jared Brew.
1: You cannot get out, we're stuck. We're in an infinite vortex. is this, Forget the Jericho vortex, it's the Jared vortex at this point. We're just
0: stuck. Oh, no way! But here's the thing though the Jericho's like, okay. The Jericho stuff can suck you into this vortex because, and keep in mind, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler too. So yes. I should just throw this out there right now. Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler. yet yeah, I still recognize mm-hmm. that. Unfortunately, some feuds have gone into the Jericho vortex and necessarily haven't been that great. Mm-hmm. But it, the Jeff Jarrett stuff, we do know what we're kind of expecting from yeah. it, and it always ends up being, like you said, maybe it's not serious business. But the goofy stuff kinds of, you know, it doesn't. The goofy stuff is good.
1: Yes, exactly. And it, when they do the goop, you're like, "Okay, that's funny. I like this." It's not as like angry as Chris Jericho's sh- stuff could be. So,
0: Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat, super chat saying Jericho is throwing rocks in a glass house. Mm. Wait, I don't get it. I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> oh, I thought you got it. Wait, Grapple <laughs> Geekery, you're gonna have you to explain that it. one. <laughs>
1: I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> All right, I think it. I think Grapple Geek is saying that because Jericho was calling Sting a whore that he because he sometimes seems like a whore for the money that he's throwing stones in a glass house saying that he is a whore too. How are you going to call somebody a whore when you're a whore? Oh, I don't
0: get it. Grapple, <laughs> Ge- <laughs> grapple geekery says I didn't like it either, Reg. And grapple geekery sends in another one saying, and it did feel very WWE, which hurts me to say. Oh yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost. I've lost control of the show. Lesnar mm-hmm. Brock sends in a super chat saying, but it puts MJF in a peculiar situation where MJF will probably need to do good guy stuff for them to for the team to win. Do you think we'll see some of that?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to try to play into it because MJF's going to try so hard to convince him that they're friends and he wants to be, uh, he's not trying to screw him. Like, even today, it felt like, no, we're cool, man. Like, chill. Don't worry about it. And I feel like he's going to keep playing into that. And it's going to seem like MJF is going into the good guy t- territory because that's how he is. He's a little snake. Little yeah. slimy snake.
0: yeah. And Redman Survivor explains the saying to me here. He says, like, throwing rocks in a glass house, it means when you criticize someone for mm-hmm. the same faults you have yourself, basically a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, this makes a lot Jericho. more sense now because mm-hmm. you can argue the same thing that Jericho said about staying for Jericho as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much, guys. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I feel dumb now, but let's press on. You learned something We're new learning, Denise. day. We're learning.
1: every We're learning.
0: Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and get into this next match. Uh, We had Shibata and Orange Cassidy against Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Aside from Daniel Garcia splitting his pants right at the crotch, Mm. uh, Mm. this was a pretty fun matchup. I thought all these guys looked pretty damn good together. All Mm. solid. Uh, And we are going to, we'll talk more about their match coming up in a second, but what would you think of this actual uh, tag team match here that we saw?
1: This probably was the best match on the show. Uh, Probably the one that people were most looking forward to. I mean, great recipe for a great match right here. You got Orange Cassidy. You got Shibata. You got Zack Sabre Jr. You got Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia is doing the dance. We all love it. Splitting his pants, being silly. Shibata, anytime we get to see him, it's still so special. Anytime they talk about where he came from to where he is now, it's just like, I can't believe it. This guy had his brain removed. It's crazy. But it's back in there, and he's kicking ass. And Zack Sabre Jr. is uh, probably next to Athena, one of the best champions in wrestling for the a really long time. Just to put them in there to all do that. And uh, what it's leading to at Forbidden Door, I think, is a really big match, really big moment. I love the ending of this with uh, uh, Orange hitting Shibata with the Orange Crush punch on accident and then uh, orange also at the end when they're all holding onto his belt and orange snatches it away. Like, dude, this is my belt. I don't care what y'all doing. I don't care what this match was. It's still mine, and I'll still beat you guys up. So a lot of intriguing things came out of this.
0: And intriguing things certainly did come out of this because at Forbidden Door, Mm. we're getting it. Daniel Garcia uh, versus Orange Cassidy versus Shibata versus Zack Sabre Jr. It is happening for the AEW International Championship. We'll save predictions for the end of the show, but the match is happening. Um, Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get into another backstage segment that we got Will Ospreay in the back. And he's uh, basically... Confronted or I don't want to is is the right word, but Don Callis comes up to him yeah. and basically is trying to tell him, like, you're going to be needing security because of all mm-hmm. the shit that you've been talking in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of this backstage segment that they did?
1: Um, I liked it because, you know, for a couple weeks, people have been like, oh, ever since Don has left Kenny, I think the next step is going to be Don and Will Ospreay. And if they're playing it up here of Will being like, because when Don offered it to Will, Will was like, well, what? Do you, why would you want that? Like, what does that do for you? And uh, Don's just like, I just want to see a good match. And we're like, we all know you're full of shit, Don Callis. What are you talking about? Don't try to say that. But yeah, it just kind of plays into that. If they are plotting against us behind our back they played into it well Will Osprey just being there they announced him for a rampage match which is also interesting because like that's been a funny thing that people have spun on the Kenny Omega thing they're like well it's good Kenny Omega here he shouldn't be having a match before this big huge match on Sunday Osprey's there and he's having a match before the big huge match on Sunday he's in the same match what's the difference here just funny to see but, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what Don Callis does this Sunday. Are they going to make the full switch? Is he going to really turn on Kenny Omega and join Osprey, Or is Osprey going to be like, I don't need you to make it happen. I don't need you to beat Kenny Omega, and I'm going to do it.
0: And another match that we got here today was Chris Statlander defending her AWTBS Women's Championship against Taya Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, man, I've been really enjoying Chris Statlander's reign so far. I know we just got started, but it feels so different from Jade's. And I do like those very uh, contrasting styles and the contrast that we're getting in the matchups each and every single week. How'd you feel about this match with Taya?
1: Did that moon salt off the apron that Stat hit Scare all everything out of you
0: i think so yes yes (laughs) dude
1: i was like no don't do that why are you doing that (laughs) so scary stat we love you. I don't We. I don't know if we need that little spot anymore. Like, we, you're doing just fine without it. It looks great. It looks cool, but it's just so scary. But yeah, I, exactly what you're saying. Everything that she's been doing since returning and winning the TBS championship has been awesome. The open challenge thing has been great. Ty is a great dance partner. They were really fighting out there. Um, everybody got to look great in it. Ty has looked great in all of her title matches. Uh, I like that she's in these matches because She's such a veteran that her being in title matches isn't weird at all. It's like she's everything she's done all the years leading up to this. lets her be the number one contender for any women's championship at any time. And she's a great way to, to show what's going to happen with this reign. Chris Statlander has been looking great. She's jacked she's beating people up. She's doing the sign language thing, which is also super cool that she's added that to her repertoire because a great, Number of fans are, you know, are deaf and they could use that. And it's never been like accessible or even presented to them on a pro wrestling show. So for her to bring that is just so cool.
0: I think so too and that's the one thing that I do like to see is doing seeing those different presentations like what you just said and I'm pulling up the forbidden door card here now because I want to get into uh, one final thing and mm-hmm. then we'll go ahead and get into our predictions because for the ending of the show we did have a confrontation here between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston the former friends are now find them, finding themselves on opposite sides of the spectrum here because they're mm-hmm. not seeing eye to eye with each other uh, you got you know Eddie Kingston uh, on side of the elite and you got uh john moxley clearly with the blackpool combat club and they're kind of just getting in their face we're going to be seeing a 10 man tag and during this segment we find out that uh ishii is going Mm. to be with the elites and he's somebody that unfortunately was supposed to be part of forbidden door last year, Mm -hmm. but uh, was unable to make it as part of the Curse of Forbidden Door last Mm -hmm. year and then was replaced by Clark Connor. So uh, thankfully we'll be able to get Ishii uh, on this show, on this card, but we are going to be getting uh, John Moxley, Wheeler Wheeler Yuda, (laughs) Claudio Castagnoli, uh, Takeshita, Shota Umino versus uh, Hangman Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. So we're getting this 10-man tag team match. Before we get into the Okada stuff, how would you feel about the surprises here in terms of who's going to be on what side?
1: Uh, I like the way that they played it up for a while in the dynamite episode being like when the elite introduced Eddie as their partner and being like, uh, Eddie's being like, I have to have somebody that I'm going to trust because I don't trust you fools. I don't respect you fools. I ain't nothing here. So I'm going to announce it. They kind of played it up throughout most of the episode. And then Moxley came out to interrupt Eddie Kingston, which I like. They had some really great intensity, as they always do. They're in each other's face. And uh, Eddie Kingston eventually is like, look, I don't got time for this, Mox. Get out of my face with this. Ishii's going to be the one on the other side. Big Pop, great announcement. Ten-man tag. I was wondering what the elite were going to be doing. You can't have a show like this without the Young Bucks, without Hangman Page. I really love the addition to their team against the, you know, bcc has been amazing they've been terrorizing over here they've been terrorizing in new japan they've been all over the place they're hungry this is going to be a, a a really different contrasting match as to what everything else is going on because we know that the bcc is all about blood moxley's going to be bleeding probably in the entrance so of everything else that we're going to see on sunday this is going to be a great way to kind of do some other things that maybe are a little bit more bloody, a little bit more dangerous. So, that's Corey, be fun.
0: who's your prediction for this match in terms of who you think is gonna win? Uh,
1: that is such a hard one because there's so many different stories being told throughout this. You got Claudio and Eddie Kingston, which could be playing a big thing. Claudio and John Moxley. I think the elite. Need a big win, considering what happened at Anarchy in the Arena. They kind of got dragged a little bit. They're gonna be down bad. I think Kenny Omega's possibly gonna, you know, take it uh, an L in the in the main event, which we'll talk about here later. So I think the Elite is gonna be uh, winning this match and and coming out with the victory. I think BCC got too many extracurriculars going on right now to really get it together.
0: See, I was going to go the opposite way, and I was going to mm-hmm. go with the Blackpool Combat Club, but you're right. I think we do need to see the, the elite needs to stop taking all these owls. I think that you're right. You, know? you <laughs> need to get the win here for sure. And when you got Eddie Kingston and Ishii added to this combo, I feel like yeah. now you're, you know, you you powered up, man. You got this extra super strength. So exactly. I feel like the elite, you kind of persuaded me here with going with the elite on this one. So uh, we'll talk about Okada and Brian once we get to our predictions, but we got mm. a super chat here from Grapple Geekery who says, I'm a massive Taya fan, and Stat rules. I loved this. I agree with you. This Mm -hmm. is the kind of content that we want to see for the women's division. Like this, for me, is the type of matches that I want to see week in and week out when it comes to the women.
1: Yeah, just let them go out there. It's kind of like the the reign that Tony Storm was having in her previous AEW Women's Championship reign, where it was just every week she was going out having these really badass matches with all these different women. Just do that same exact thing with Stat. Let her do what she's been doing. She's been having great matches and everybody that she's going against has looked great too.
0: Awesome. righty, guys. And just a heads up uh, last and final calls, feel free to send in any super chats. If you have, if you have or want to send any, you're more than welcome to mm-hmm. it. helps support this podcast. Help support me helps me pay Reg. So thank you so much to everybody who has, uh, and we will continue to read those, but let's go ahead and get into our, uh, into our predictions and let's see yep. if this thing works. So I have an idea here. Mm-hmm. Does it work? No. Hold on. Nope. Okay. I was trying to get us all on camera here, <laughs> but apparently that's not doesn't no, want to do that. So here. let's
1: <laughs>
0: let's get to it then. Here we go. Let's kick things off with Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. And holy cow, Woo. the pop for Okada when he came out. Oh my god! And seeing that confrontation between him and Brian uh, today at the closing of this show. What did you make of that?
1: I loved it single cut every time that coin drops and then people are just like, oh my god is he really gonna come and then he comes and he's here and it's just like his presence even if you don't know who this guy is when you see him run out there you see him just standing he's a big dude he's handsome he has his haircut like you're just like damn who is this guy He looks so badass it's uh this match is such a long time coming. Brian Danielson has been talking about this match for so long. Since Okada became the man in New Japan, it's always been, damn, it'd be really cool to see him against Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan at the time. Daniel Bryan would be so cool if he went back to New Japan. We've been wanting this match for so long, and on Sunday, it's happening one-on-one, Brian Danielson, Okada. Um, I can't see Okada losing. He never loses. It's so hard for him when he does lose. It's such a huge deal. And Brian Danielson, the run that he's been on, like not as the character, as the man, you just know like all he cares about is having this amazing match. He doesn't care about losing. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares about at the end of this, us being like, that was the greatest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. So I'm going to go with Okada winning this match. End of the night, arms raised, Rainmaker's here. Okada bucks are all over the, the place. That's the so way it's, it's gotta go. interesting
0: here that you said that because before you said that, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how, yeah, you're right. Brian kind of seems more of the type that's like, all right, I'm winning the way that the match, the match quality, yes. if I go out there and deliver this, you know, five-star match or whatever, that is what the people the want to see. Like that's winning within itself. And like you mentioned, Okada doesn't go out there and just hand out losses like, you know, mm-hmm anything no that does not happen and so I do agree with you I think Okada needs to be the one here to take the victory and I think when it does it's going to be like this holy shit moment but I think it's also going to be the right call to have Okada get the win here or be the one to come out on top in this match and it's going to be man I don't know what these two are going to cook up together or how they're going to cook it up but Man. man I'm ready for it Next up, we got MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Last year, we saw Tanahashi lose to John Moxley. Will he be losing again for the AEW World Championship, or might we be surprised?
1: I couldn't think so. Like uh, MJF has been on a run. The way that he's been building this for so many years. Every time you've ever brought up New Japan. He said that it's the worst. It's a little indie company. He doesn't care about Japanese wrestling. He never watched it. Here's the ace of New Japan to come and show him what New Japan is all about. But, you know, Tanahashi is, is, is entering the, the, the last end of his career, and I just couldn't see him winning the AEW championship here. But if he did, Denise... Wouldn't it be the craziest thing? It'd be a huge pop. It'd be a huge thing. MJF could go back to Japan and win it back or something. Something special could happen here, but I see MJF walking out as still your AEW world champion.
0: In hindsight, I would have really liked it if he did defeat John Moxley last year.
1: Right, right. I think that probably played a little bit better than it would if he beats MJF here.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because I just I can't see MJF losing, but then I'm like, damn, having to see Tanahashi take another L uh, consecutively for the same championship on the same pay-per-view, like, mm-hmm. come on now. We can't In do that to the ace, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm also going with MJF here, but I would be like, holy cow moment if it were to be Tanahashi, but I just don't think they're going to go that direction. Uh, we got a super chat here from Lesnar Brock, who says, when I saw Okada smile for the pop, it felt <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely did. Uh, Lesnar Brock, thank you so much for the generous uh, super chats that you've been sending in here today. Thank you so much. Um, all right, and let's press on to the next one here. And this is Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega wow. for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. We're going to be seeing this match again uh, after the phenomenal performance that they did at Wrestle Kingdom and the rave reviews they for that match. Uh, man, who's your pick here?
1: First match was match of the year, still the match of the year as of this date today. Uh, Them knowing going into this competition with, it's a competition of Brian Danielson and Okada are on either side of you guys doing this match. That's going to play a big role into this. I think that they possibly could be building to a third match, a rubber match, which would mean that Will Ospreay is going to get the victory here, winning back the U.S. championship. And I think that they could possibly be winning, building to the third match being at Wembley. I could see that happening. I see Will Ospreay winning this match. I think Don Callis is going to play a role, but I think that they're going to do it again, man. Kenny Omega is so amazing at professional wrestling that we always forget because he's been locked in, he's been locked in the stories, but when the bell rings, there's not a lot of people better than them like that you can count on like three fingers people that are potentially better than them they're probably not better than him and then osprey has just been on so many runs he's had like 35 star matches in a row or something something crazy he's coming with the point to prove he's coming to kenny omegas territory not only AEW but canada i can't see him losing this match
0: right and I also really love what he said during that press conference where he said that Kenny Omega embarrassed him and now he's looking to do the same thing and Mm -hmm. I I feel like we're on the same wavelength here so far with all of these matches because I too have to I I don't I don't think that Will Ospreay should lose here I think Mm -hmm. he definitely needs to be the one to get the win and I do see that third match happening if it were to happen at all in damn that would be a freaking phenomenal (laughs) matchup to do there Uh, so yeah I think that would be really fun and will they top their match from you know from 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 Wrestle Kingdom who knows I feel like they I'm I'm I feel like if you're one of these two guys that they would want to do that obviously you're going to want to do better and better each time but like damn Mm -hmm. that's going to be a tough one it's uh, hard that
1: match was so amazing but these two guys are excellent masters at this job and they're going to try it and I think they could do it
0: All righty. And next up, we got uh, Sonata versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Does does Jungle Boy surprise you here? Does he defeat Sonata or is it just a very straightforward? That'd
1: be the biggest surprise in wrestling history. One of them. Definitely if Jungle Boy pulled out the the victory here. This is going to be kind of a display for both these guys. I think this is going to be one of those dark horse matches where after the show, we're like, Man, Jungle Boy and Sonata really surprised us with this one. Like, they really went and did some crazy match that we weren't expecting here. Sonata's the IWGP heavyweight champion. He's not taking no L here. That would be so surprising. I Didn't would be see it
0: stunned. Happening. Stunned. Mm-hmm. Bless Jungle Boy, but I would be stunned. Right. Um, we're also getting... Uh, Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. This is going to be a hot one here. But uh, yep. are you? Do you actually expect a title
1: change though? No, I can't see this being a title change. This is never just like a win because Willow's on the card. You know, nobody, I don't think anybody expected her opponent, Tony Stone's opponent, to be Willow. For Willow to be there is awesome. She, of course, is the New Japan strong women's champion. So she's representing something, but Tony's on a trajectory. I think she was expected to have a big match. This probably was going to be the Mercedes match, which is also
0: crazy. Probably. Yes. You're right. So,
1: you know, like, I think she was projected to to get the victory here, and I can't see her losing the championship to Willow. If she did, though, that shit would be tight. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that would be great. That should be out there with two bouts.
1: Yeah. It should be two I mean,
0: bouts, Willow.
1: I would love it. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. All righty. And uh, let's, next one here, uh, we got Daniel Garcia, Cassidy, mm-hmm. uh, Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyuri Shibata versus Zach Sabre Jr. for the AEW International Championship. Uh, do we see Orange Cassidy retain here, or is this the time where we finally see a title change?
1: Three champions in this match. Uh, he has a very tough go about it. Shibata is ready to kick his head in. Zach Sabre Jr. has been on such a tough run that I could see him potentially, if anybody's going to beat Orange Cassidy in this match, it's going to be Zack Sabre Jr. But Orange Cassidy has just gotten out of so many different situations that we thought he wasn't going to get out of. We thought he was going to lose his championship so many times. And he always finds a way. And I think in this 4 away, he's going to find a way.
0: I think so too. I I feel like it would be uh it would kind of suck for him just to lose it now at Forbidden Door. Where I'm like, okay, why not give him this awesome win and just be like on a whole other level now. And the four way match, did.
1: yeah, that would be yeah. the way to end it, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Cause That would kind of be like, yeah. And if you're gonna end it, end it on a one on one. Exactly. Would make it make sense, right? So this right. one, I'm looking, but I'm really thinking that this could be one of the. Uh, I mean, aside from your top, you know, your top matches with Okada and Danielson and Kenny and Osprey, I do think that this four-way could be the one that is, you know, up there in terms of best matches of the night. Agreed. And, of course, we got CM Punk versus Kojima. Uh, we, we talked a lot about this one a whole lot. I don't expect CM Punk to take a loss here. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you on the same wavelength?
1: Yeah, especially it being an Owen Hart match. Like, if Kojima yeah. got it a victory here, it'd be pretty surprising. But, yeah, Punk's first one-on-one match, like we said before, on pay-per-view punk is hitting the go to sleep and we're going home Cheering? i don't know if the people there will be cheering but somebody will (laughs)
0: like you said he's gonna hit the go to sleep and we're gonna go home yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we got a super chat here from living dead frank who says willow two bouts you called it reg love this show
1: it's about Uh, five belts at this point
0: right oh my mm-hmm. god right mm-hmm. uh living dead frank thank you so much for the super chat we appreciate you um all righty so i think i went through every single match here i forgot to mention of course we uh, we talked about it earlier though athena versus billy starks that's going to be part mm-hmm. of the zero one hour and then that's where we're at right now with the matches so we got including the zero hour match we got 10 matches wow. uh do you think they're gonna announce anything more at collision or is this that we done
1: Uh, I could see them potentially announcing one or two more matches on collision. Uh, One more on the zero hour I'd expect. And uh, maybe one more on the show. I could see them getting to 11 matches. You know how Tony likes to pack it in. But if they just went with a nice little 10 here, that'd be pretty good, too.
0: Alrighty. And one more thing before we wrap up the show, I do want to get into collision because there was a massive match that was made for collision. You guys know which one I'm talking about. That is Swerve Strickland versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. (laughs) When this popped up on my screen, I'm like, they went there. They went there.
1: They did. This is a big surprise. Like In the midst of all these crazy matches that they're announcing, this amazing show that they're having on Sunday, they're also like, actually, here's another dream match real quick. On the Saturday show, show, Swerve versus Tanahashi, another match we never thought we would see. Swerve has been deserving of a great big one-on-one match here. And this is a forbidden door match for me right here on the collision show. This is huge. This match is going to be awesome. Glad Swerve is getting this opportunity. Glad Tanahashi is just coming over here. Last time he was here, he wrestled Daniel Garcia. He's just coming over and just having a good time with all these different AEW workers. He's going to wrestle Max on Sunday. This is just amazing.
0: And also I feel like Swerve, like he earned, like I'm always talking about when guys go out there and they do a good job, you need to be rewarded, right? Mm-hmm. And look at everything that just in recent with the stuff that he's been doing with Orange Cassidy. Come on now. Yeah. You need yeah. to be rewarded for that because those were some Absolutely. really good performances that we mm-hmm. saw the one-on-one match. And then of course the whole, uh, the ending of the battle royal, uh, double or double. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like that needed to be rewarded. What better reward than get a match against Tanahashi?
1: A legend, a legendary reward. That The collision card might be better than Dynamite this week, and if they end up doing better than Dynamite, again, I would not be surprised.
0: Well, here's crazy. what else was announced. We mentioned earlier, of course, JY Juice Robinson and the Guns versus uh, CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks. But we're mm-hmm. also going to be getting uh, Brody King oh. versus Andrade El Idolo. That one should be pretty, pretty Yo.
1: interesting here. I think when they announced uh, Swerve and Tanahashi, I got I was just like, ah, for freaking <laughs> out that I didn't see the announcement of this match. And this match is crazy. That match last week I thought was the match of the show, Andrade and Buddy Matthews. That match was, like, crazy. They, like, really went for it. Brody King, we all know that's one of CM Punk's homies. He will let you know every time on Twitter. And he's coming to fight. That match is going to be tight.
0: And then, of course, we're getting Willow Nightingale versus Nyla Rose as part of the Women's Owen Hart uh, Cup Tournament. So that's going to be something. And then we're also going to hear from Christian Cage. And then we're mm-hmm. also going to hear uh, we're going to learn, excuse me, who the mystery partner is going to be for with Darby Allin and Sting. And the prediction that we had, of course, was NITO. so we'll see. Uh, but yep. we'll find out on Collision. So it is definitely looking really damn good. We got another super chat here from Christopher Marino who says, Cole, had a forbidden door announced on rampage don't want to leak it Hmm. oh a match for oh okay on rampage i guess it was announced okay thank mm-hmm. you so much christopher marino uh i'll keep an eye out for that uh and then i guess we'll talk about it afterwards or at some other well we won't get a chance but whatever yeah. <laughs> y'all know what's up no
1: spoilers
0: yeah no spoilers no spoilers mm-hmm. for anybody because we're all going to tune into rampage mm-hmm. All righty before we go just a heads up to everyone here. I will be in Toronto for Forbidden Door. I'm really excited. I'm going to be shooting the scrums getting them up here on the on the channel. You already know how I roll and get those things going. So hopefully we get some good content. I'm excited. uh, And I'll be live tweeting and sharing my experiences in Toronto to be my first time there. So I'm really excited about that as well. And I will also be at collision. So there will not be a Saturday show here here i'm hoping that there i will be here for smackdown on friday i gotta test my wi-fi we'll figure that out later but i won't be here saturday because i will be at collision so just keep Mm -hmm. an eye out for the tweets and stuff but before we go uh reg man you've been killing it love having you on the show every week you're gonna be back again next week Uh, feel free to promote whatever you want to promote
1: You know, you can catch me every Saturday morning with Phil Lindsay, Grabsity Podcast on the Fightful Network. You can catch me every Thursday on the ROH Post Show with Kate. Every Wednesday, I'm on Indeed with Mike. And every other Thursday, it's Ask Grabsity on Fightful Select. And on Twitter, you know, I'll be cutting up all the time. Back here with Denise from time to time. I'm everywhere and you're never there. (laughs) I ain't never scared. I don't know what you want from me. I appreciate you for having me, Denise. This is a great time every Wednesday. Not only we've had some great dynamites, but getting able to talk to them with, with you about it has been dope.
0: Yeah, it's been really, really fun. The California Connection, North Cal, South Cal, we get it going. Uh, Thank you so much to everybody. Please do not forget to give uh, Reg some love. This is his Twitter handle. And of course, you can click on the link in the description box below. You guys know what to do here. Twitter, Instagram, at underscore Salcedo, YouTube.com. You're already here. Make sure to click that subscribe button and join 115,000 other subscribers. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you guys uh, soon. Bye, everybody.